Welcome to Voices of Substance, come join us, the table is open. Never too proud to rejoice in the faith of a Canaanite woman. Welcome to Voices of Substance, come join us, the table is open. Never too proud to rejoice him, the faith of the Canaanite woman. Part three, Gomer. Welcome to Voices of Substance. Today we have... Um, my good friend that we are interviewing on today. But before we get started, we're going to open up in prayer. Uh, Lord, Father God, we thank you for this day, God. We thank you for life. We thank you for our health. And Father God, we thank you for our strength, Father God. We ask, Father God, that everything that we say, Father God, that you be glorified in everything that we do, Father God. Right now, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So we have uh, my good friend here, Natalie, Um, Natalie Blackman. Um, I'm going to go ahead and introduce her. Let's see here. She is a wife, a mother of two beautiful girls, ages 10 and 15. Um, I know that she is a social worker. She's been a social worker for 18 years, working with uh, children and the elderly. She is a daughter of the king. When I read that, I was like, yes, Lord. Um, (laughs) She was reborn October the 5th, 1995 by the gift of his grace and redemption. And one thing Natalie states that she loved learning more, eat more and more each day about the truth of the gospel that comes right from the word of God. The one thing I really love about your bio, um, Natalie, is the thing that you said, the number one best-selling book of all time. I never thought of that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I know that you uh, used to work at um, a Bible store. Yes. or a Bible bookstore. And um, when you said the number one selling book of all time, I think that will be forever the number one book selling book of all time. And I love that. Um, sure. So introducing, um, I have an honor, I, the honor of um, interviewing Natalie Blackman. So I know that we have been discussing and talking about um, Gomer. Um, that's what we're doing the interview on. And for the ones that are listening and that will, li- will hear this, um, I know that we, we came from, or we studied Hosea chapters one through three. So we're going to jump right into, we're going to jump right into yeah. it, Natalie. So we know that, um, in the story of Gomer, God commanded Hosea to do what was said to be the unthinkable, which is to marry a whore. And right. when I, when I first read that, I was like, you asked him to do what? <laughs> like I put myself in his shoes. Like if God, you know, asked me to marry who I knew was a whore and he said a whore, you're going to take a whore as your husband. If he told me that, I don't know what I, what I would do. I, I just, I'm, I'm grateful. Not saying that I'm grateful that it wasn't my portion, but God knows who can handle what. So he knows whatever he gives us and whatever he assigns us to do, whatever visions he shows us that he desires for us to birth. He knows that we have what it takes to birth whatever that is. 
So I'm grateful that he gave it to Hosea and he, he had him to marry, um, you know, to take a whore as his wife, which was Gomer. So I know that, you know, in life, we all have our own experiences that we go through. Life happens to everybody. Um, can you share a little bit of an experience um, of, of, of a little bit experience between as to what maybe God has asked you to do throughout your life that you think is was the unthinkable thing of doing? Mm-hmm. Well, and in thinking about that question, I never really had anything specific in my personal life. Okay. That God it stuck out that God said, you know, is the unthinkable. But one thing that really, um, that I recall mm-hmm. hearing in a Bible study that I did one time, it's um, Beth Moore. A lot of people have um, done her Bible studies. Mm-hmm. But I will never forget being in that Bible study and hearing her hairbrush story. It's mm-hmm. the hairbrush story. Okay. And where she tells this story about um, her being in an airport, a very busy, crazy, um, crazy busy, everybody around an airport. Mm-hmm. And God prompted her. Uh, to brush this old man's hair. He, she saw Ooh. this old man who uh-huh. had this long, matted hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and she argued with God. She was like, there's all these people around and you want me to brush this man's hair? That is weird. And she don't even know this man. She does not know the man. And um, she was arguing with God saying, I'd rather just tell him about you. Uh-huh. Um, I'd rather <laughs> <laughs> than to do this. Uh-huh. But she, she said that God can be very persuasive. Yes. Yes, he so, can. Um, he, she went up to him and said, sir, may I have the honor of brushing your hair? Mm-hmm. And he was like, what? And she asked again, louder. And she said, yes, can I have the honor of brushing your hair? Uh-huh. And he said, little lady, if you, if you want me to hear you, you're going to have to speak up even more. So she asked again, just about hollering because he couldn't hear. And, and she, he was like, well, you know, if you want to brush my hair, go ahead. Uh-huh. So she didn't have a hairbrush with her. So oh my he, goodness. he pointed to her in his bag, um, in the back of the wheelchair that he was in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And she walked behind the wheelchair, knelt down on the ground and unzipped the bag and carefully started pulling out um, his stuff until she found an old hairbrush. And she started brushing the hair, and she had girls. She was she was saying that she has daughters, and she knows you know you start from the bottom uh-huh. and then work your way up to get the mats at the mat out and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, she finished brushing his hair, and she said his hair looked so shiny and silky. And um, she asked him after she had finished brushing his hair, "Do you know Jesus?" And he says, "Yes." Wow. And he said, many years ago, my wife wouldn't marry me unless I knew Jesus. <laughs> so, um, wow. After that little interaction, the flight attendant mm-hmm. came up and to her, and she walked back to Beth with tears in her eyes, and she said, what made you do that? <laughs> and she said, Jesus. Jesus made me do that. Mm-hmm. So um, I think... The humi- the um, moral of that story was, you know, that we have to be humble. Yes, we yes. have to humble ourselves when God asks us to do even mm. the unthinkable, mm. um, something that 
you know, is weird or just, yes. you know, we have to trust God that he has a plan for that. Absolutely. And that's why was the reason because she, yes. she wondered, you know, what could make you do something like that? Exactly. And, um, she had a chance, you know, to share the love of Christ with her. And I know that that's something that that flight attendant, you know, the lady you said her name was Beth. Yes, Beth Moore. Beth Moore. I know that Beth would never probably hear about that flight attendant and what happened in her life, but I know that that resonated with her. I know that sits with her. I know she often got probably brings it back to that flight attendant's memory, remembrance. Like, well, if she has that interaction with God like that, then I know, you know, just by just that little 30 second, I don't know how long it was that she talked with the flight attendant, but just the flight attendant was somewhere watching. She saw what she did. And for that man to be sitting there and she knew that evidently she didn't know the man. Um, So, and for her to see the grace of God through Beth, through Beth Moore, how she followed God and what she did, just hearing about, this is the first time I'm hearing about the story. That's an, that's an amazing story. And that is, the, I would say that's the unthinkable. I would never, ever yeah. think about doing something like that. And I can honestly say um, you probably have never had an unthinkable moment in your life. But trust me, it's coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is coming. Like, for an example, my unthinkable moment for me um, that I can say is doing this podcast. I listen to other people's podcasts. Never, ever in my life have I ever, it's never crossed my mind of doing a podcast. And I'm going to say, Natalie, I actually cried um, when God brought it to me and told me, you know, you are to do this uh, podcast. You are to do this. It's it's like a Bible study at first. And and then he was like, you're going to do this podcast. And I knew that I had to do it. Uh, And I know we're all given a choice, but by doing this, I know that many lives are going to be saved by doing this. You know, this is preaching and teaching the gospel of God and sharing what we learn and, and through our not through our lives, uh, our experience, our journey on this road uh, with God. Um, so with that being said, how do you think a believer should respond? And, and you you gave the perfect example but how do you think a believer should respond when God commands them to do what we call the unthinkable? Right. Well, I feel like we should be obedient. Yes. Um, and I yes. can say that I've not always been immediately obedient mm-hmm. when God has nudged me just to do even the simplest mm-hmm. things, like the simple things. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine like something like that, like God nudging me to, to brush somebody's <laughs> hair, old man's hair that's all matted up. Yes. In a crowded airport. Yes. I can't imagine that. But yes. even the simplest thing, like to pray for somebody out loud mm. or to share Jesus with somebody. If God yes. has nudged me to do that. Yes. I mean, I've learned my lesson and missing my blessing and not obeying because you can miss your blessing yes. and God's will will be carried out. If it's not through you, it will be. Through yes, absolutely. So don't miss your blessing and give it to somebody else. You said a mouthful. Um, so I can't imagine the magnitude of a blessing we're missing when we fail to do the hardest things we're called to do. Yes. Um, like, like going to mission field or mm-hmm. just like making a hard decision. Yes. Or, um, decisions about your children's education yes or anything like that yes Natalie so I feel like the bottom line is 
I feel like we should trust God in That's all right. things. That's right. That's right. Even the big things. And uh, know that his ways are higher than our ways. Mm. Yes, Lord. And his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. That's we right. We just have to trust that. That's right, Natalie. And I, I honestly agree with everything that you just stated. I recall one thing that resonated with me with what you said is about praying out loud. Yes. I'm not going to lie to you, Natalie. I I had a, I had my own little personal problem, my own little personal thing with, with me and myself without praying out loud because I thought I had to, or I'm not going to say I had to. I thought that how I didn't pray as well as everybody else prayed. Or I used to kind of beat myself up with that. I remember that there was a time I was in the bathroom. (laughs) And this was about maybe four years ago. I was in the bathroom. We were out of town and we had stopped to get something to eat. I forgot where we were at. But we were out of town and it was these two old ladies. I think it was three. It was three old ladies in the bathroom, right? They were hackling on and carrying on about their They were using the bathroom, but they were carrying on about just their life and where they were going, what they were doing next. And I thought it was cute. It kind of reminded me of Golden Girls in a way. (laughs) It kind of reminded me of the Golden Girls. And when I was listening at them, I started, I was in the bathroom too using it. And I just started laughing. So um, they heard me laugh and they said, honey, one of them asked me, I think, for some tissue. So I gave them some tissue underneath the toilet stall and I was just laughing at their conversation. It sounds weird. It was, I was laughing at their conversation. I came out, the, finished doing my business, came out of the bathroom, washed my hands. And it was another one. I greeted her as she was going to the bathroom stall. And they was like, honey, God told me, Natalie, mm-hmm. I lied to you not. He said, um, the other lady that came out of the bathroom, he said, pray for her. And I was just like washing my hands. And I was like, uh, I don't even know her. Like what you want me to pray? Like, I I have no clue what to pray. And I think what God desires, like you said, is for us to trust him. Yeah. Um, for us to be available. God saw that I was available, but it's up to us to make that move and just jump and just do it. And he's going to give us the words. And I found that out that day that God gives us exactly what to pray. When he tell you to do something, he already has it in you. He's giving you what you need. You have everything you need because he's with you. So it's just like having a little kid, having their parent with them. And when they're with their parent, they always look to their parent. It's the same way with him. He said, look to the hills for which come with your help. He is our help. Mm -hmm. Our help all comes from God. And I think once I realized that after the prayer, I was surprised Natalie, not, I'm not boasting and bragging, but I was surprised in what I'm boasting and bragging on God, because I know that I could not have done that. Mm -hmm. Uh, everything that I said to her and prayed for her, the lady had, you know, she had tears in her eyes and she said, thank you so much, honey. And the other two, they joined in on the prayer and they Mm -hmm. begin, and they were all believers. And that's what we have to just trust God and knowing that whenever he tells you to do something, then it's for the good. It's for his glory. It's for him to get the glory. That's right. right. It's for him to get the glory, not us. And because you don't know how that's going to save that person's life. Um, You don't know how they may need healing. We don't know what to pray, but when God gives us what to pray, when we just say yes to his will and just begin to do, he's going to put the words on your lips to pray. And that's what I learned from that. That was a teaching moment for me. So when somebody asks me to pray, I'm just like, Okay. 
and I just move and I just do it. Uh, I'm not going to say that I don't have my moments at times. I have my moments at times and I'm like, "Uh, what do you want me? I was like, okay, I'm going to get off the floor. Let me not go back to that place again. And let me just go ahead and do what does say the Lord tells me Mm -hmm. to do. So I think that's very good. Um, information that you you gave um natalie in regards to doing the unthinkable so we're talking about the woman uh named gomer mm-hmm. um in the bible we understand that you know she she was chasing after something to fulfill whatever she needed um so when you're in life when you're faced with the moment where you chase after, I'm going to say other gods, because anything that you put, you know, you esteem above God. That's not what God desires for us. He is desires for us to esteem him above all. So when we chase after other gods to fulfill what we think we need um, and we still end up empty, has that ever happened with you? Absolutely. Yes. Um, it actually, not even that long ago in my life, mm-hmm. you know, there was a time when I looked at people too much, mm-hmm. um, put my faith and trust in a person mm-hmm. rather than God alone, like we're supposed to. Yep. Um, and so I found when I did that, I was left very empty, mm-hmm. <laughs> disappointed and yeah. discouraged in my faith because these people let me down. Yes. These people Ooh. were um, people that I looked up to in a mm-hmm. very big way. Mm-hmm. Um, people I held in high esteem, mm-hmm. which we don't need. Really and truly, we can't do that. Absolutely. Um, And I felt like, you know, they ruin their witness for Christ. And the enemy can easily attack those who are people of God, Mm -hmm. especially the people, (laughs) people of God. That's right. Those are people that, you know, um, he can use the most. And the enemy goes after those people that are being or have so much gifts and talents to give to him. That's where the enemy will target those people. Mm-hmm. And um, so this was just a couple of people that I really looked up to. And um, I learned that I, I cannot look at people. That's right. Trust That's right. People. And they can be leaders. They That's can right. Be Sunday school teachers. Absolutely. Can, um, pe- preachers. Um, the enemy does not discriminate. That's right. The attacks. Absolutely. And I, basically, I just learned that my eyes have to be fixed on Jesus. That's right. And yes. not people. And, and, and I love what you said about that. Um, I think my thing I can, you know, identify with what you just stated. I was seeking the approval of man mm-hmm. instead of seeking the approval of God. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think we should always be seeking God's approval, not man, never man's approval, because you said something very important about, um, you know, people will fail you. Yes. We we are the first ones. We're going to fail you. We're going to fail each other. So, you know, we have to put all of our trust. It's very important that we put all of our trust in God. Um, lean not to your own understanding, even with yourself. You know, at times we sometimes, you know, we have our own agendas, our own thing. No, we need to we need to consult God. We should always be consulting, consulting God in everything that we do. So I think that's very important um, what you said, because at the end of the day, man and the things of this life and the cares of this life will leave you feeling empty. Mm -hmm. But God will never leave you feeling empty. He is. And the Bible speaks on. And I know throughout my life, throughout my life journey with God, I know that he is the well that never runs dry. 
He has everything that we need uh, to get through and to face whatever, whatever we need to face. Okay. So the next question um, I have for you, Natalie, we know that, can you tell me, you know, I think you already hit on that, the wise counsel that you can state to believers, you know, that are, that may be, or may in the future chase after other gods um, to fulfill um, what they need. Um, Can you just hit on that just a little bit? Sure. Um, I would say that we, as believers, should mm-hmm. be quickly to identify and recognize those idols in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have to do that daily mm-hmm. by yes. daily prayer, asking God to search our heart. Yes. That verse in Psalm 139 that says, search me, God, mm. know my heart, test me and know my anxious thoughts and see if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And also a verse that came to mind in thinking about this is um, <clears throat> that we can't be conformed to the pattern of this world. Yes. Uh, the Romans 12 yes. verse. <laughs> Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And that's something that, that we have to do mm-hmm. daily. Um, renew our mind. Yes. Idols can come in so many different forms. Yes. That sometimes I think people d- don't even realize. That's right. Um, that an idol can even be our children. Yes. Um, yes, some Lord. Some people hold their children um, way above. And I think it, the, it's about priorities. Mm-hmm. And I think that this world is going to make a lot of things look really good. Um, even ourselves. Yes. I think that um, sometimes we can think more highly of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the scripture says, do not think more highly of yourself than you ought. Yes. Um, <clears throat> if, if we chase after money, status, power, um, and have that pride. And sometimes mm-hmm. I've been guilty of, you know, self-righteousness and, and all of that. Uh, so we have to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, yes. the author and finisher, yes. finisher of our faith, yes. the Alpha and Omega, the yes. beginning and the end. Yes, Lord. <laughs> so at the end of the day, we're all leaving this earth one day. Mm-hmm. Um, so we need to store up our treasures in heaven Yes. and not here on earth. That's right. Absolutely. And I totally agree with everything that you said. You just speaking, speaking word, honey. All word. That is all good. Um, and that's good wise counsel to give to the believers and maybe someone, maybe even the ones that are listening or that will hear this podcast um, for the ones that are like on the fence, you know, about, you know, on the fence about their faith, about their faith in God and whatnot. Um, we know that having a relationship with God, God desires a relationship between whom he created, which is us, man on this earth and himself. So we know that that's very important to God and that should be very important to us believers. Gomer and in, in the story Gomer, we know that she was unfaithful to Hosea, her husband. Hosea suffered over the sins of her, you know, her life. What do you think causes believers to be unfaithful to their first love? And if you can explain how believers can stay faithful to God. Okay. So, just like Hosea suffered over the sin of his wife, Mm -hmm. like her unfaithfulness, I know that God suffers when we, as his children, don't remain faithful to him. I mean, I feel like that grieves him. Yes. So, I think that we need to practice putting our priorities in order. I think that's the main thing. Um, 
that God should be absolutely number one. Yes. Um, then our spouse, children, church. Yes. Um, so in putting God first, that means like spending time with him yes. daily. Yes. Especially in this world we're living in now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, Lord. Um, we have to renew renew our mind daily. And as often. And uh, Monica, I think you often tell me minute by minute, not even day, minute <laughs> that's, by minute. That's right. <laughs> so God desires for us to talk to Him and get along by ourselves with Him mm-hmm. and spend that quality time in His Word, mm-hmm. um, because we can't get to know Him yes. without or know Him more unless we take the time to do it. And that's make right. Him first priority. That's right. Absolutely. And and you know the the Bible tells us that he prepares a daily bread for us. Mm-hmm. If how would you like it? And I'm just just think about it cuz I've thought about it. How would I like if I had someone in the kitchen preparing me an amazing meal? A meal that's going to change my life, a meal <laughs> that's going to like it's going to it's going to be so good and it's going to give you everything that you need. But you never even touch the food. You never Mm -hmm. even taste the food. You never even eat the food. And that's how I believe what you just said. You know, we are grieving the spirit when that happens Mm -hmm. because he prepares a daily bread for us. He's given us what we need throughout our day. He's given us what Mm -hmm. our spirit man needs and actually what our natural man needs, you know, throughout the day. And I believe that the word that God prepares, he takes the time. To prepare the word for us, to prepare a word individually just for you, what you need for your day throughout your day. Um, And how dare we not even taste the food? How dare we not even eat the food? How dare we just leave them to the side? How dare we? So I, it would grieve me. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and God is our father. I know that you know that would grieve him so i agree with everything and it t- he tells us yes living water it's yes living water that won't yes again. yes so why wouldn't we yes it's because this world gets in the way yes and absolutely caught up in the busyness of life yeah i just feel like you know we have to be very intentional about yep. about doing that that's right and like you said natalie we have to address in so many words, like the woman or the man in the mirror, we have to address. It's just like almost like um, an alcoholic. I've heard that they have to first identify that they have that problem. We have to first identify whatever that issue is. Like, oh Lord, I'm putting my children before you. God, I'm even putting my spouse before you. Lord, I'm even putting myself before you. I'm putting my job before you. I'm not giving you any of my time. And you know, God requires... He, he, he gave us our family for a reason. He gave us our spouses for a reason. He gave us our home for a reason. He gave us all these things so we can take care of them and not neglect them. But there's right. a balance when it comes to if you give God your first when it's early or whenever time, it's always a time to spend with him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if it ain't nothing but in your car driving to your, your way to the house, in your car right. driving to go do a home visit as a, as a social worker. You know, I can mm-hmm. identify with that. In your in your car on your way on a trip, you know, you just have your mind just thinking on the goodness of Jesus. Even yes. though even though yeah, you're spending time with your family, but I am just I just love him so and your heart is right, your heart is ready to get whatever he has for you. And then that puts us in the mind to 
um, not only get what he has for us, but also to be flexible to do his will and to do it the way he desires and when he desires for us to do those things. So praise and praising him. Yes. Yes. Is where it's at. Yes, Natalie. Like you come into work, Monica. Yeah. Your praise on. Yes, honey. Yes, honey. I I have to, Natalie. I have to do it (laughs) because that is my time. I get it in, not where I can necessarily fit it in. I know that's what I always say. I get it in where I fit it in, but he is not someone that I just fit into my schedule. He's a part of my all all my schedule. You know, Natalie, you be over there. You be typing away. At your desk, because we sit, for the people that are listening to this, we work at the same job and we sit side by side each other. So, you know, sometimes I imagine that little meme thing. I think it's like a Kermit the Frog that be typing. And I, when I be listening to you type, you know, your notes, you be getting it in. And sometimes you remind me of a mother in the church when you be like, "Mm, mm, mm," you know, and I know you have in your ear, yes. you're listening to the word of God or even on yes, your break, even on your break, you'll start reading the scripture. And I get happy just by hearing you say, mm, because I've, and you sometimes, sometimes Natalie, you will yell out glory to God. Yes. <laughs> and I just, I just get so happy. Even, even if I'm down that day and I'm in my office and I have things that are clouding my mind. And then sometimes I hear you say, mm. And sometimes I hear you say, glory to God, that just rejuvenates. It just, yep. it just has me to just come alive. And I'm like, ooh, glory to God. You know, like, yes, Lord. You know, you are above all, you know, we, there's nothing that you place in front of us or, you know, that's coming, that we're coming up against that you, that we can't conquer. So I thank mm-hmm. you, God, for everything that you have inside of me and everything that you've given me, things I know of and things that I don't know of, but I know I can conquer it because you're with me. Yes. So, you know, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for, for this interview, Natalie. Um, I've had the pleasure to interview you. And I'm going to just tell you that God showed My me, pleasure. God showed you me last year. And he said that you were going to be the second person. I didn't know how I was going to do that. didn't know how I was going to present it. I just put it out of my mind. I was like, okay, you said her. So mm-hmm. we'll see if she takes it, which we, like I said, we need to trust. Like, and like you said too, we need to trust God. Trust yes. God and trust mm-hmm. that he has our best interests at heart. He is our number one fan and he is cheering what he placed inside of you, which is him himself, his, yeah. his, the, the gift, his Holy spirit that directs mm-hmm. us and guides us. So Natalie, could you close us out in prayer? Absolutely. Father God, we thank you so much for Monica and this podcast that, um, has been started, and I pray that you will bless this. Yes, Lord. Bless this ministry, Lord, and I pray right now that um, you will just give Monica, continue to give her and her friends that are doing this podcast wisdom. Yes, Lord. And um, guidance, and we thank you for this message that we've studied today about yes, Gomer and, and the book of Hosea. Yes, Lord. And God, all the lessons that we can take from this and as we learn to trust you more each and every day yes, God. and we learn to be obedient to you, even when you ask us to do the unthinkable, yes. God, we pray that you will just put um, strength and power in our hearts to, and trust, help us to trust you yes, Lord. and help us to re- renew our minds daily. Yes, God. And I just thank you so much for Monica and, and the friendship that we have at, yes, at the workplace and yes, that we Lord. can encourage each other. And I pray that the listeners, 
also um, find, identify somebody in their lives that are also um, people who can encourage them and lift them up. And because that's what we're we're to do, God, is to lift each other up. Yes, Lord. And um, fellowship with other believers. Yes, Lord. And, and encourage. So we thank you and we love you, Jesus. For yes, who Lord. You are. Yes, God. You're so good. Yes, in God. Jesus name. In Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. Thank you, Natalie, for the interview today with Voices of Substance. Um, And we pray and we know that, you know, everything that was done today, that God be glorified. And I believe that we did that today. We accomplished that. So thank you again, Natalie. You are welcome, Natalie. To God be the glory. To God be the glory, Natalie. You have an amazing day. Welcome to Voices of Substance. Come join us. The table is open. Never too proud to rejoice in the faith of a Canaanite woman. Thanks for listening to Voices of Substance. Stay tuned for the next episode.